Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It is a shout-out Friday, 877-881-1053. You want to get involved on the truckwreck.com text line or through the Twitch or through the YouTube. We would love to hear it. You got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and joining us today, Chris Strong. Hello, Chris Strong. Hey, yo, let's go. Now, an NFC championship preview. Chris Strong is here. We did not make it to the NFC championship game. I didn't say we did. Okay. that Fair enough. Fair enough. But what (laughs) I actually wanted to start off with is talking about Luca. Now, there are good things and there are bad things. The good thing, of course, is Luca was named an all-star starter yet again. Fifth time he's made the all-star team. Fourth time he's been an all-star starter. He joins Shea Gilgis-Alexander, LeBron, KD, and Jokic. And that's a big deal. But it feels like it doesn't matter right now because of the problems of the team and potentially the problems of Luca himself. Is that fair? Am I fair to just kind of gloss over this? Because I do know that's a big accomplishment. Yeah, it stinks that we are in a way, but I am. I, I'm tired of his individual accolades. And I know there's only so much he can do. I'm not trying to take a shot here, but... Derek Jones Jr. is a starter on the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I think if you look at and, and he's played above expectation. Sure. He literally looked Absolutely. like a non-contributor in the NBA, probably going to play five years in Europe or so to finish out his career. And he's not. He's found a home here. I don't want to say he's flourishing here, but he's found a way to be an NBA basketball player in a rotation. But, like, it's tough because I'm like, I want – Now, the team accolades to come with this, or at least look like you're close, because we can go back to Michael Jordan or LeBron James. And I know that's maybe not fair to compare Luka to that. I totally get it. But at this point in Michael Jordan's career, you knew he had to get over the Pistons. It was one team. Like, literally, how does he get over the Pistons slash his team get over the Pistons? LeBron James, at this point, he had made it to the finals, but you're like, all right, Detroit's in his way, too. How does he make it past Detroit and Boston, right? It was early Detroit, and then when he started thinking, I might need to leave here, it was Boston. He couldn't overcome. But it was just one team in the Eastern Conference that both those guys couldn't overcome. Kobe had Shaq, so it was a little bit easier for him, easier for him to advance quickly in his playoff career that he had the best player in the NBA on his team. So I just start looking at Luke and go, it's great. You know what? He's on pace to be first-team All-NBA again. Literally no player, I think, in the history of basketball in their first uh, five or six seasons has made first-team All-NBA every year but their rookie year. Like, it's he's doing individual things that we should probably be pretty darn proud of. 
But I think we're getting to the point, like, will he ever accomplish a team goal? Yeah. Um, It's too late, Kevin. I'm sorry. It's too late to do anything about his attitude. Uh, he's, okay. He's already, Ooh, he's okay. already uh, who he is. He will not change. And even if he says, I'm going to change, it's not going to happen because he's had opportunities to prove it. And there have been stretches this season where he's like, I'm not messing with the referees. I'm not doing anything there. And then look, man, bam, just like that, he's back at it again. So I don't I don't think there's anything the Mavericks can do. They just either deal with it or find a way to move on from it. But if you move on from that, your talent level on this team is atrocious. Okay. I'm glad that you said that because there are people like, for example, from the four, six, nine. Can we admit Luca's a crybaby and needs to start getting back on defense? I mean, admit it. Sure, I feel like we've actively talked about it, but to Corey's point, do you think that's going to change right now? Let's go off the assumption that it doesn't. Okay. Then what do you do? Because Corey said, and that, that's why I was intrigued with this whole thing, because I, I, you saw it all day yesterday. You saw it on social media the night before. Oh, I'm so tired of Luca doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so what would you like to be done about it? Because I think I'm in the Corey camp where I'm like, there's nothing you can do about it except hope that different coaching, proper coaching, however you want to put that, or maybe more maturity comes along and it solves itself. Because the other method, that's a very scary world if yeah. you're like, I don't want to deal with it anymore, and this is what we're going to do about and it. I'd like to add this, too. I think you had the right coach to get into him and, and correct it a little bit. But he couldn't win against Luca. He even said it. Rick right. Carlisle was like, he knew. I can't beat the superstar. I have to leave. There's an opportunity in Indiana, and I know Luca doesn't want me to be his coach. And the player always wins in yes. that situation. Yes. I would say this this is the scary thing for me as I'm still. If start- they're good enough. <laughs> True. True. I, I was, if you just take some random, they're yeah. like, well, too yeah. bad. Samaki Walker <laughs> is not getting a, a coach kicked off the team. Uh, if I look at it this way, and he's better than I think all three of these players, but he's going down this path. And in order, Adrian Dantley in the 80s didn't like any of his situations. And he wanted to score 30. He wanted to be the focal point. And even when he got on a championship team in Detroit, he's like, this is my team, not your team. They're like, we're sorry, Isaiah's better. We're shipping you to Dallas. And then you have Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, honestly, I didn't know if it was the right pick at the time to take LeBron James because this freshman from Syracuse was unbelievable, unbelievable. led a team to a national championship back when college basketball still had players that were, you know, older than 19 as the best players in, in college basketball. And you're just like, man, I get it. LeBron looks everything, but this guy actually accomplished something. And then you saw, in a way, Carmelo was a very selfish NBA basketball player who didn't seem to be satisfied with things going on. And now recently we've had James Harden in the last five to 10 years come along and be a guy you're like, dude, he is great, but he doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to lead to any team success. It doesn't seem to push players around him to become the best we've ever seen. Now I could be wrong with that because obviously Derek Lively is flourishing here as a rookie. I don't know if he'd be flourishing in Oklahoma City. That was, you know, the 10th pick who you sure. traded with. Let's just say he was drafted there. I'm not sure if he would be flourishing there. And as great as Shea is, I don't know if he'd flourish the way he is here. Derek Jones Jr. isn't an NBA basketball player at three different stops. Now he is with the Dallas Mavericks. So I, 
I may be wrong to say he doesn't help players become better, but it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of team success here. And maybe I'm blaming the wrong person. Maybe I should be blaming Mark Cuban because he probably has more to do with it than Luca. But Luca doesn't seem to help either. That's the thing. Well, I guess usually what I would say is I agree about Mark Cuban, but that felt like an even less changeable situation. Now, I'm not so sure if that's a less changeable situation in terms of putting someone else in charge of the basketball operations. If you told me your options are you get rid of Cuban and company, get a new regime in here, and they're allowed to build the team, or you move on from Luka, hot damn, I'm taking option number one in a heartbeat because... Look, we talked about this a long time ago. Mark Cuban became Jerry Jones for the Mavericks. Is you hit unbelievable heights, but the more time went on, the more you realize how little he had to do with those accomplishments and how much he was holding the franchise back. And like that's where we are now. That feels really hard to dispute. And, and do you think do you think it's difficult for Mark Cuban to have a sit dis, uh, discussion with Luca about stuff because if he doesn't respect him either that's a that's a problem too i do and i don't want to misspeak here i don't think that cuban and luca have a great relationship i'm not saying they have a bad relationship because people then you know it's tough right you have to watch your words when you say this obviously cuban and dirk became almost like best friends in a way like they were they were together it was the dallas mavericks were obviously dirk but like he loved Mark Cuban, and Mark Cuban loved him. And they still, to this day, have a connection that's almost like a brother connection, which yeah. is different from, like, owner-player that there's that. And because Mark Cuban's older, a very different personality than most people. And Luca's a lot younger now. Like, you know, he's 20 years younger than Dirk. And, and that, that means he's 40 years younger than Mark Cuban, pretty much. About approximately, I know right. it's less than that, but there's there's not really much of a connection there. So to your point, Mark and Luca do not have anywhere near or close to the connection Dirk had, and I'm sure for Mark it's a little bit weird because he's only known one way, the Dirk way. Because when he bought the team, Dirk was going into is his second year, going into his third year, and so he's probably like this isn't as fun either because. The guy who is my superstar isn't really my running buddy, and he doesn't want to text me and talk to me all the time. Okay, then I would love for that conversation to be flipped because you said, how does Mark Cuban have that conversation with Luca? I would love for Luca to have that conversation with the new crew that owns the team and says, hey, these ain't the people that can build the right team because I do see it seems split right now. There There are plenty of people who are like, Look, he's great. I admit it, but it's never going to happen. Like with the style that he plays, we need to move on. But then there's another contention: is like he's just pissed because they can't build Jack around him. I know that I'm boiling that down to a shorter sentence, yeah. and I think both of those might be true. And if yeah. the other option is find different people to construct the team, well, hell yeah, I support that. I, so, I agree with that with that front that the roster building is miserable, and that's part awful. of that's part of his attitude problem too. Is This dude, he has been a winner, and he expects to win, and he's not, and that's frustrating to him. I think what's not frustrating to him, though, is this, because I agree with what you said, but it's weird. This is where 
Luca contradicts himself, from what I understand. Luca loves it here because I thought he wouldn't, and I thought that after last year there could start be rumblings of this isn't the place for me, and maybe that will come about later in his career. But right now, from what I understand from people inside the NBA, who I will say like an agent, not Luca's agent, not not you know a big time agent, but from somebody that I know that Luca loves it here. He's in total control of this organization. He loves Maxi Kleba. He loves Dwight Powell. In fact, in a way, now he did love Dorian Finney-Smith, and he okayed that trade to trade him away for Kyrie. Is Luca and Bill Duffy, his agent, somewhat control this organization? And Luca can do anything he wants. This is Luca's team, Luca's organization. Luca has nobody to answer to in this organization. Mark, he doesn't have to answer to Mark Cuban. He doesn't have to answer to the new owners. He doesn't have to answer to Nico. In a way, he really respects Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd has a really tough role that maybe Jason Kidd can't be himself because he's dealing with such an over-emotional player that he has to he has to take his emotions and go, Bring I can in. never be yeah. emotional because it will just validate how crazy Luca is, and I can't validate how crazy he is emotionally, so I have to suppress all emotions to make sure that he doesn't think it's okay to use all of these emotions in such a negative way. So I do think Luca likes it here. I don't think he has any thoughts of leaving here right now because I think he's concerned that he wouldn't have total control of the organization he was traded to. I think, uh, Kevin, when we discussed Luca for the longest time, it was so much urgency on getting his career yeah. started fast. And I think that's where the frustrations from us as fans is the most is – it's been the same thing for him over and over, and you're like, you feel bad for him. I do, but then, and then you're also like, you know, I can't, like, I can't hold your hand and and say everything's okay whenever you act this way. But you you do feel bad for a dude that's sitting there. He is great, and the team's the team's success is not ex- non-existent because the talent around him, and that's all we want to see as fans is is them build something that can do it. Look, I. I'm I'm with you on that, and there are just so many personnel moves that it's easy to look back in hindsight, but I felt like we were ahead of some of them. Like, for example, Zach Levine is not good enough to be on this team. That is, that is an actual conversation. He was not good enough to be their third star behind Luka and KP. Well, let's let Jalen Brunson move on down the road, and I don't realize everyone's going to be like, oh, he wanted to go to New York. You max him out, might be ridiculous, but obviously – he would have stayed and we continue to do the same thing and I am frustrated for Luca I'm frustrated for the Mavericks I'm frustrated as a Mavericks fan and it's just interesting that the frustrations go a variety of different ways here. do you think the way he approaches referees would be different if they are successful or would it be worse I don't think it would be worse you don't think that he would do you think that the referees would have if he let's say he wins a couple do you think they would have respect for him and treat him like the star because right now it feels like they're they're punishing him because of the way he's treated them since he got here i know this would never happen but i would love for you know like when you see a movie and you get this fancy invitation everyone shows up to the castle i would love for luca to hold like a referee summit and he sits down and he's like hey Sorry about that. He sends him tiff streets. Yeah, he's like, I run really hot, and in the game, I get pissed and say things that I shouldn't say, and I'm working on that. 
I've been with the talking doctor, and I would love to see the rest. Like, okay, you know what? You made it effort. We're gonna give you a shot, but though you misstep one time this season, it's back to the doghouse. Look, and that's just assuming that all referees would take that equally and be like, you know what? Good for you. We'll Let's... send you to the free throw line every time. Yeah, we know you don't like it. Dude. So it is interesting to. I guess it's interesting, but also the word I want to use is unfortunate. Oh. That the problems of the team, whether it's the Mavericks or the Cowboys, will have these uber-talented players that you're like, I don't know, maybe we do need to move on from them because we don't win with them. That, yeah. that sucks. I mean, he loves Kleba and Dwight Powell, and he wants them here almost no matter what. So when I complain or we complain yeah. that they don't have the right big guys – Luca's kind of a main guy saying, I want Dwight Powell starting at times. Not now with Derek Lively, but in the past, I don't want this to happen. I like Maxi Kleba. And I'm not saying Maxi Kleba is not a good 10 to 15 minute a night guy on almost every NBA team, but there's there's things that Luca kind of wants that they do, just like LeBron. Like, hey, max out Tristan Thompson, because guess what? He's my client. I'm his agent. Yeah. I get 4% of his deal. And he's like, I got to leave because you guys are paying Tristan Thompson max money, and we don't have any money to go get these other guys. Like, we literally did exactly what you said because you're his agent, and you said if we don't do this, you're leaving. So now you're leaving because we did do it? And he's like, damn right I am. You don't have enough money. Interesting note about LeBron is he surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most all-star game appearances ever or selections ever with number 20. It is also a shout-out Friday from the 817. Shout out to God and AA. Celebrated 14 years of sobriety yesterday. That's from Don in Bedford. Congratulations to you. That is a hell of an achievement right there. Coming up next. Ooh. Prop bets for the conference championship weekend, including maybe one about Taylor Swift. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Second down, eight for the Chiefs at the Dolphin 12. Mahomes throws right side. Top Rice at the five. Angling right. Touchdown, Kansas City. Rookie Rushy Rice. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We do have 
the NFC and AFC Conference Championship games this weekend. So I have some prop bets for you guys that hopefully we can figure out. I love prop bets. My first prop bet is, do you believe, what are the odds they will show or talk about Taylor Swift? Uh, I'm just kidding, Corey. That's off the board. It's 100 million kajillion percent. Okay. All right. What if, though? What if the director of, uh, is it CBS? The director of CBS's game was like, I'm making a bet. And then they we're not and we're not showing her at all. I'm gonna go make the bet. Well, that's a poor bet because oh. they're only two wins away from the biggest moment in the history of pop culture. Because people talk about breaking the internet. Here's what's going to happen. Try to act surprised when it does. Okay, I will. Is the Chiefs will win this weekend. <gasps> what? And then the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. What? And they'll make sure that Taylor Swift hey. makes her way down there to the podium. And when they're about to accept the trophy, they're like, Travis, do you want, hold on. He's raising Travis, his hand. do you want the trophy? And he goes, you know what? There's actually something else I had in mind. And then he's going to get down on one knee and propose to Taylor Swift. And everyone is going to lose their freaking mind. At the big game? That's right. Wow. I don't want to interrupt the master. I just wanted to wait for you to call me just knowing that I had something. Go for it, Mike. I heard, I don't know this. Maybe Adrian Majors would know this. Okay. I heard that Taylor Swift has a concert in Japan the weekend of no! the Super Bowl. Uh, That's fine. They're going to lose. And so I'm not sure that she can be at the Super Bowl because she has a What stadium. day is the Super Bowl? February. That's not a day. I've limited it to one month out of the 11. So do you February think 12 what? months? She does not. Are you sure? Saturday the 10th, she has one. Well, that's the 11th. So, uh, so she can fly. She can do, she can do the, the show and then make her way back. a time change. I heard that it would be very hey. difficult for her to make it to the game. Don't the worry about game. it. They're going to lose this weekend anyway. All right. You want me to act shocked about that one too? Yeah. Okay. We got prop bets. And then afterwards, you, they announce, she announces that she'll be doing next year's halftime show. Ooh. So stick around, yeah. all you Swifties. And we're going to Disney World right after. Oh, oh my gosh. There we go. You know what's amazing is when you do She's look at the Ravens and go, hey, I think they can be beat because Lamar Jackson sure. hasn't been great in the playoffs. He was great last week. But sure. when you really look at taking out the Steelers game, because they didn't try in that game. They, they had not. UCLA quarterback doing that game. Is their last games before that against the Rams, they win 37-31 at Jaguars. And I know they didn't make the playoffs, but this is one of those games that kind of kicked the yeah. Jaguars out of the playoffs. They win 27, sorry, 23 to 7. Then they go at 49ers, win 33 to 19, and that game wasn't they even beat that the close. Crap out of them. Then they play the Dolphins at home and win 56 to 19. And then they just played the Texans, and people were like, dude, did you just see what, yeah. what Stroud did to Cleveland's number one defense in the NFL? Wipe and then the it, they win them. 34 to 10. So you just start looking at it and go, they're not barely winning those games yeah. or giving you any doubt. Like they're making sure. If they're playing a number one offense, they shut them down. If they're playing a very good defense, they score 33 points on a team like the 49ers. It's, I'm struggling to see how Kansas City wins this game. And I, I hate And I know to, Choppy said he's picking Kansas City, but... It just seems as simple as they have Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, I know that's not in-depth football analysis, but that's somebody who just makes magical things happen. So I, I wouldn't rule that out whatsoever. All right. What will be what will be your over under for the largest lead 
held by any of the teams at any point in the games this weekend? Um, 13. Okay. Mike? 20. Oh. Here's the issue. It needs to be close because when it gets to be, we've seen this, it happens. When it gets to be a two-score game with 10 minutes to go and you have the ball on your 28-yard line, it's fourth and four. You're like, we have to go for it. We're probably yeah. not getting the ball back. Yeah. So then you give them a situation where they're up by 13 and then you don't get it. And now they have the ball with 10 minutes to go. They can't just kneel it out or run it out. They're like, right. hey, let's. They, we have a, a short field here. Let's get the 27 yards and score another touchdown. The over-under, 16 and a half. So you guys are decidedly on either side of that. What will be the longest touchdown scored in either of these games. 255 yards. That is too long. 99.5. 109.9. There's not going to be any kick returns. That doesn't happen anymore. I guess it almost happened to San Francisco uh, last week, though. Um, really feel like you guys are going to end up wanting the over on this one with these answers. The longest. Longest touchdown this weekend. Uh, so Kansas City yards. and Baltimore don't give up long touchdowns, right? San Francisco doesn't really give up long Detroit touchdowns. Will. Detroit, but then Purdy and them don't really. It's obviously it's, it's had a forty-nine yak. yard run. Was that right? Yeah, by it's, it's yards after catch. All right, too. I'm going to say if it's fifty yards, I'm going to take the. They will not score a 50-yard touchdown. So I think the longest touchdown will be somewhere in the 30-plus range. Whoa. 64 yards. Over under 39 and a half yards. I'll take the over. One play is yeah, going to be like they're that. They're not not going to happen. How many rushing yards will Christian McCaffrey have? 1,040. Um, too many. You don't know that. One. Just because nobody's ever done it before doesn't mean it can't be done. 125. Okay. Uh, 93. Over-under is only 87 and a half. So, I mean, he he does his damage, like total yards, he does his damage in the receiving. Okay, Corey, this one's just for you then. Who will have more total yards rushing and receiving? Christian McCaffrey or Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery? Oh, man. Um, Perfect weather there. It's going to be 69 and partly cloudy. And Detroit's used to playing in the elements, so... uh, I will say McCaffrey. Okay. I, I think like I think the the Lions will give up yards and, and because that's they I think that's the that's what they will do and I I think that both Montgomery and Gibbs will be will have a re, a good day, but it's not going to be anything that you're like, "Wow, that was the best." What will be the first score of the 49ers Lions game? Like the team to score it and safety. Okay, Corey. I don't know if you're kidding. You should consider this. Detroit safety and San Francisco 49ers safety both pay off 50 to 1 if that is the first score of the game. I will gladly put a dollar down. (laughs) I think that you should. And win my $50. Mike, you disagree. (laughs) What will be the first score of the game if it's not a safety? A San Francisco field goal. Okay. That is actually four to one. The leader is San Francisco 49ers Those touchdown. Weak. So weak AF. Four to one if you get a field goal right there. As four mentioned. Will All right, I bet there's no score. I bet they have they they struggle, Corey. <laughs> just to really how about if I put Somebody no has sco- to score no, eventually. They they tie and they have to go back to Duncanville versus Carter in nineteen eighty seven or whatever and just go to who penetrated better. 
That's a real thing, kids. That used to be the tiebreaker for high school football. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Who had the most penetrations in the game? Fact. Will Lamar Jackson rush for more than 100 yards? Yes. No. Ooh. No is a heavy favorite. But if you say yes, which you did, four to one. I'll go with 80-ish. your money. 80-ish? The over-under, believe it or not, is actually only 64 and a half. I would bet over on that. Oh, you know what? Kansas City's got a really good pass defense. I would, I say, and I'm changing my mind. Do you know how many times he rushed for over 100 yards this season? Not a lot, right? Three. Close. Zero. Two. Okay. And one time, actually, I'm sorry, over 100 yards once. Well, then Dak should be the MVP. He rushed for 100 yards in the opening game, and he rushed for 101 yards against Indianapolis. Other than that. That's it? He had a 97 yard, but most of it was in the 50s. So I think the, what did you say the over under was? 64 and a half. I would take the under. Mike, this one is just for you. Will Marquez Valdez Scantling oh. drop a pass? Oh, 100%. Okay. Two and a half to one on your money if you say yes. No is the heavy favorite. So two and a half to one on your money if he drops a pass. You in should this game. bet that twice because hey. he'll probably drop two passes. Where is. Uh, Sky, I can't play in the NFL more. What is his over under for <laughs> zero catches and zero yards? I was actually, I don't have that. I have Travis Kelsey, so I can tell you're disappointed by that. Sky Moore stinks. Over under number of receptions by Travis Kelsey on Sunday. Receptions five seven and a half will be a tough number to pick. Seven. Five and a half is the over-under. Yeah. Corey says over. I think uh, the Ravens win this game by 10 or more points, so I say under, and they make life miserable on Patrick Mahomes, and he has to ask where Sky Moore is at, and they say M-I-A. <laughs> okay, well, that they're, they're going to go, where was Sky Moore, is yeah, what you're saying? That's what the breakdown is going to be. Andy Reid, Andy, why did not you throw the ball to Sky Moore? No. That actually transitions into the last one I got for you then. Patrick Mahomes over under passing yards in this game. Mike sounds like he's going to say a buck 50. 216. No, no. 240, two but he gets a lot of those in, in trash time. Over under is 242 and a half. Oh, 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 I was close. You were close in. Let's look at these game logs for Sky Moore and his 21 amazing By the way, I just looked year. at Kelsey. If you want to make that bet, that's interesting because I just looked at his uh, receptions in the last, uh, since December 10th. Six five five three seven five, like that. That five and a half is that's a that's a perfect over under right there. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one to, to bet on too. Sky Moore must have got a broken heart and been put on the injured list. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on one hundred five. Oh man, the what fan. did you break your leg? No, my heart. Coming up next, it's baseball nuggets. Will we talk about the Rangers hey. trade or will he tell us about Sky Moore stats? There's a Rangers trade and a Rangers signing. Is the bullpen complete? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Next. Oh. David Robertson delivers 2 2. 
Got him oh, with a curveball. Nicely done. By you nasty. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It is a shout-out Friday. Shout-out to my wife, Trish. She's having surgery today and very nervous. That is from Miguel. Good luck to you in your surgery. And right now... It's time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Pasek. All right. Baseball nuggets the last four days brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. I don't have that on my run sheet, so Twin Peaks, you might have just got a freebie right there. Better say thank you. All right. Let's talk about the Rangers bullpen. Mm -hmm. They added David Robertson yesterday to a one-year deal around $10.5, million. I have to admit, I shouldn't have been because you've been preparing me for this all offseason. I was shocked at the amount of money that he got. Generic name. Now, I have no clue if Araldis Chapman wanted to come back to the Rangers or not, or if the Rangers wanted Araldis Chapman to come back. I really don't know. But these is, this is about the same contract that Chapman got to go to Pittsburgh. So, David Robertson who has had an outstanding career. Yes. He's 39 years old, or almost 39 years old. Last year, he had a 303 ERA in 62 games and had 18 saves. So it's he had a solid year last year. Can we talk about that just a little bit? His ERA when he was traded was a flat two. So in the back half of last year, he was not good at all. No, and that's concerning. Now, I will say this, and this isn't an excuse. Well, it is, but. Well, I was going to use something, but probably not. I think New York and Miami, I was looking at ballparks. Okay. And they're both fair parks. Some people would say even that New York Mets and Miami can be at times more of a pitcher's park than a hitter's park. But I'd say they're both even or fair. I'd say the same as uh, our park, Globe Life. At first, everybody thought Globe Life, like, oh, you can't hit any homers there. And then we found out it was the Rangers who couldn't hit any homers there. Everybody (laughs) else seemed to just be fine there. And when the Rangers improved their team, everything was fine with hitting home runs. At the ballpark, it was the 2020 Texas Rangers that struggled to hit the ball far. And and I do I do want to say this like I I don't mean like so it's not going to work out. Robertson was outstanding in 2022 before. When he in 2023, when he was with the Mets, he was awesome then too. So year and a half prior to the Miami run to end yeah. out the season, he was really good. And he has pitched in playoff games. So if you do get to the playoffs, I know he's 39 years old. He shouldn't be like, oh no, what am I going to do? But he does have the experience of pitching in big situations. As uh, my son, I'd already seen this, but he got all excited. He saw it on his. He's like, Dad, we got a closer. And I'm like, he's not going to close for the Texas Rangers. So I think everybody needs to understand this. David Robertson is coming here to help Jose LeClerc. LeClerc's the closer. Spores is a setup guy. I do think Robertson will be one of the setup guys. Uh, I'm wondering where Yates is going to be. I think Yates is starting to maybe go more sixth, seventh inning now that you signed Robertson. But things can change. I mean, we saw Boach. Boach goes off of how you're pitching lately, right? I mean, you can yeah. get demoted or promoted. Uh, he's not going to do it after one or two games, but if you show him three games of really solid outings, he's going to promote you and see if you can handle a bigger situation. If you have two or three bad games in a row, he will probably demote you out of closer or setup for a little bit and see if you can get back on track. And and then have a short leash on you if you uh, – right. like it, it's one of those like, all right, you didn't show me anything, you're out. 
I do think Fair. this, I don't know this, this is all my opinion, is I'm wondering with Araldis Chapman if they looked at him, because I do think the Rangers, I'd love to have a lefty that's a hard-throwing, swing-and-miss guy in the Rangers' bullpen. And right now, I can't tell you there is one there. I'm hoping Brock Burke gets back to 2022 Brock Burke. Is I'm wondering if they looked at Araldis Chapman and said, look, if we're going to try to win it all again, and Araldis gave us some really great outings and big outs in, in some situations. He also struggled big time in some situations. Well, where did he struggle? He doesn't seem to be able to, and it's probably going to get worse, not better, as he's getting closer and closer to 40, is if I pitch him on Tuesday and I need him Wednesday, that's a bad situation for Araldis Chapman. We shouldn't use him. And if we do, and he doesn't do well. Not only did he not do well in this game that we are hoping he'd do well, now we have to give him Wednesday and Thursday off to see if he can get back to his, himself on Friday because we can't pitch him three out of four days. We really don't want to pitch him back-to-back. And so I'm assuming this, this is all assumption, is that maybe they look at David Robertson, even though he's a little bit older and doesn't have as good a stuff. He's really doesn't even throw a fastball. He's cutter curveball pretty yeah. much for the most part. So that's me. Okay. When when you look at him, he doesn't have the stuff that Araldis Chapman has, but maybe he's more versatile and you feel like you can use him back-to-back days. You sure. can use him three out of four days and not feel like we might need to give him three days off to get him back to where he needs to be. The other bullpen piece that the Rangers picked up was a trade with the Braves. And this is always interesting to me because the Braves just do a tremendous job of developing pitchers. And I guess I don't even think, is this a bullpen piece or is this just a minor league move? I think he's going to be in your major league bullpen to start the year. Holy moly. Now, wow, I could be good wrong. For him. I could be wrong. But when I look at his numbers, he has started. So to your point, last year in high A ball, uh, they had him starting 11 games, but then it doesn't make sense because in his 15 games, he threw 39 and two-thirds innings, so maybe that was... <laughs> that doesn't feel right. Doesn't, yeah. So if you start looking at his innings, he's never pitched over 65 innings in a year in his minor league career. He's only 23 years old, but he does have good numbers. Yeah. So when you look at his numbers last year in high A ball and double A, 65 and a third innings pitch, 67 strikeouts, uh, 28 walks. To me, that's too many walks. I've never seen this guy pitch. Obviously, how am I going to see him pitch when he's just in the minor leagues? I, Tyler Owens, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Owens. So I, I look at him and I go, okay, sorry, he only had 22 walks last year. He had 67 strikeouts the last two seasons. So the walks got a little bit better from 28 to 22 at a higher level. So that is good. And his ERA last year was a combined 303 at two levels. So – I think that he will be a middle reliever for you. If he doesn't make the team out of spring, then I think he's one of your first call-ups if you need a bullpen call-up. But I do think Tyler Owens does have a chance to break with the team at 23 years old. If you want to know what his stuff is and all that stuff, I'm sorry I didn't call up the Rangers. I should have, I guess. But I did not call up and go all – David Robertson, you can look up all his stuff on Baseball Savant and see that he only throws – he doesn't throw a fastball. He throws a 93-mile-an-hour cutter. He throws curveball. He throws slider. And those are his three pitches. He doesn't even throw a fastball. Yeah, I mean, and I like right I like the move for Tyler Owens. A- absolutely. And I think most people will. I just wasn't sure if this was like, hey, give him a little bit more time. And you could. 
Uh, you know, I need to I'm see not sure, where yeah. his options are at. It, sometimes a team like uh, Atlanta might go, hey, we're out of options on him, and he's not going to make the team out of spring training, which means you have to designate him for assignment, which opens him up to 29 teams. And we're going to – I don't know all of that information. His first year, he's a high school draft pick, was 2019. So I don't think he would be out of options. So yeah. you don't have to worry about that um, with Tyler Owens. But he's a smaller guy, 5'10". I mean, that's that's somewhat rare in today's game. I mean, pitchers are just getting bigger and bigger. It's it's honestly very rare to see a pitcher under six feet tall uh, in today's game. Now, another one I wanted to get to here before we get to the weekend is Joey Gallo signed a five, a one year five million dollar contract yeah, with the Washington him. Nationals. And I just think about this. I won't say the day before he got traded, but Scott Boris was presented by the Texas Rangers approximately, give or take, let's say $10 million, a four-year $80 million contract extension. If you accept it, you stay a Texas Ranger. We not build around you, but you're part of the process of trying to build a team. And Scott Boris advised Joey Gallo, we are not taking – approximately a $20 million a year deal. From that, he signed last year an $11 million contract with Minnesota that didn't work out for Minnesota, and now he has a $5 million contract with Washington. So approximately, this is the tough thing when you take gambles and risks, is he turned down $80 million approximately, over a four-year period, and now he sees two years and $16 million, and it doesn't look like it's going to get better from there because when I look at Washington, I don't see how he plays every day there. They're going to use him as a – you're going to hit against righties. We're going to – if a lefty comes in the game, you're completely out of the game. Uh, so he's going to be more of a utility guy for Washington rather than an everyday player. They do need a lefty bat, but they also know, teams know now at this point, we we have to really watch how we use Joey Gallo. And I don't want to say I feel bad for him. I do a little bit, but when it, it helped out the Rangers. Yeah. I don't feel bad it. for a dude that has earned $44 million over his career. Right, he'll I mean, be fine. He'll never I, have to. I understand sure. that. I'm not crying for the $40 million that he and didn't earn. He's a few years away from being totally vested. And what I mean by that is when you get 10 full years of service time, when he turns, by the time he turns 63 years old, he will be making approximately, I'll say it's more than this, but approximately $200,000 a year off of pension. So... If you play, okay, like just for example, Great. our buddy Derek Holland. Right now, I don't believe it's at two hundred thousand, yeah. but it, it with inflation, it goes up. Sure. So by the time you turn that age, if you wait till I think age sixty three, and you have ten full years. So for me, I played in five seasons, but I do not have five seasons worth of pension. Yeah. So if you play ten full years. You're fully pensioned. So for him, Corey, mm-hmm. financially, he shouldn't have to worry. But you do look at it. Yeah. If you turn down an $80 million contract approximately, it. and now you're like, I'm not going to come close to that number. Yeah. Because especially if your agent was telling you that, you were th- starting to think about things you could get, for sure. what your lifestyle Agreed. is, and what you're going to be. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're not a star or superstar, and they thought Joey Gallo was. He had just made the All-Star team. Like two weeks ago, he was in the All-Star game for the Texas Rangers. So they're thinking he's a two-time All-Star. He's a gold glove winner. He can play first base. He can play outfield. He's going to get more than $80 million. And unfortunately, going to New York 
confidence-wise, we all knew. If you knew anything about Joey Gallo, you knew New York is not a good place for Joey Gallo. And from that point, he just hasn't been able to really bounce back and recover. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the Stars win in overtime and Miro is back. Plus, we will talk with the WWE's power couple Bianca Belair and Montez Ford next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.